hey guys, let me get you off to the right start on your online dating journey. And it is going to be a journey. Boy, do I promise you that. But do you want that journey to be a little less painful? Well, go to kristencarney.com slash dating help and I can help make that possible. I can help power up your dating profile. I can help fine tune your banter skills, which will take you to the next level and get you the girl that you want. So go to kristencarney.com slash dating help. That's kristencarney.com slash dating help. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have a marriage expert on the show. He's going to tell you time and time again during this episode that he is not an expert, but anybody who has survived 19 years of marriage is an expert. And he's going to tell you the rules for success in marriage, which is where hopefully many of you will be heading in the next little bit. So keep listening. Welcome to the Ask Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Carney, here with Marnie Kinris. And today we have actor, producer, and author of Marriage Rules, the hilarious handbook for surviving marriage on the show, Ryan O'Quinn. Hey, Ryan, thanks for joining us. Hello. How's it going? Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Very good. My pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marnie, (laughs) let me do the intro twice. So thank you for that. I'm... I'm warmed this is up now. It's I'm doing exactly. Yeah. Well, Ryan, <laughs> aside from all those fantastic titles that you have of who you are and what you've accomplished, one of the great things that you've accomplished in my mind was um, an acting role that you did a very long time ago that you told me about when we met at Focus. Because I I looked mm-hmm. at you and said you look so familiar, and you you listed off a few <laughs> of your roles, and one of them was from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. That's right. That's right. And I always have to preface the original 90210 because there have been a, has been a reboot since then, of course. So yeah. it was the original Beverly Hills 90210 and I was on a couple different seasons. And so I'm always happy when I meet folks that number one is familiar with that show. And I'm not surprised because it was the second most popular show in the world behind Baywatch for... Oh my God, yes. Yeah, for about eight years. But, you know, I'm I'm a dad now and I have kids and and inevitably, their friends have heard of this ancient television show years ago, a gold nine. I would think every parent would be like in awe of you because we all watched those that show. It was like I, so. It was a huge television show. It was great, and I was so you know I was doing a comedy show in addition to those other things you rattled off. Occasionally, I do stand up comedy around the country, and I was doing a comedy show. And for some reason, like you, uh, the they introduced me as. Uh, you know, a, a guy from 90210. And uh, I was speaking to se- the, the audience was seventh to 12th graders. It was, it was at a, a family. So it was great because afterwards, you know, I was in the back and I was signing ridiculous autographs and had, you know, some, some merchandise and DVDs there. And so one of the wait, kids... Wait, 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 wait. Why, wait, quick question. Why were you doing stand-up for seventh graders? Well, Where, what, what kind of was, comedy club is this? You, you, you don't know about this market. I'm, boy, I'm, I'm, I'm revealing all my trade secrets. So for about 10 years, I was on the road doing stand-up at large platform church events. 
Uh, so it would be youth gatherings sometimes. Sometimes it would be mega church events. Sometimes it's at uh, statewide youth conferences. So I would be in front of, you know, uh, 500 people on the low end to, well, at Disney World, 25,000 people on the high end doing clean oh comedy and family comedy. So and this particular one happened to be, I you would know, bond youth there. Groups. I would bond there so hard. No, I do stand up. <laughs> Believe me, I'd bomb. You you would accidentally let a let an F bomb slip, maybe? No, no, I'm kidding. That's no, the only no, way yeah, you could do it. She would be horrible. <laughs> Every child in the audience would be looking at her and either feel completely corrupted in some way or be baffled by what she was talking about. hundred well, percent. Her, her stuff it. is very like heady. Yeah. 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 Well, you see, that's the problem with me. Or maybe it's a good thing is because I'm pretty much on their level. You know, I'm still an eighth grade boy at heart. Right. So that's probably why I connected. But anyway, I was so excited that this, you know, this gaggle of seventh grade girls come running up to the table afterwards, after this event. And the first one to get there said, and, there, and I was traveling with my my, uh, my my road manager. And he said, which one of you were on 90? She said, which one of you were on 90210? And of course, my head, you know, swelled up to about this big. And I said, as a matter of fact, young lady, that was me. And without missing a beat, she said, when my mommy was a little girl, she loved that show. And I, I just wanted to, I just oh wanted to choke God. her in that moment. Like, oh, I felt so great. I, I, I realized your, your grandparents watched the show, but oh, well. It's like a dagger <laughs> through the heart. But, yeah. So how did you go from becoming, an, you know, an actor, uh, comedian for, for tweens, all, all the way to an expert in the marriage space? Like, how, how are you knowledgeable in this space? Well, my girlfriend at the time, who has become my wife, of course, was there through the through through all of it through the thick and thin so from from the days of acting school to uh, you know improv classes early on in fact this is going to date both of us but in fact she um, when we first started dating could not get into the comedy clubs that I was performing at because she was too young she was 20 when we met so she was you know, a couple months too shy of actually right. being able to flash her idea. She could go to the seventh grader shows. That she would work out perfect. She could go to the tween shows and get exactly. it. <laughs> she could have been in the in the, the tween audience that I was performing at. So she she and I have been together. We've been married for 17 years. So I guess in some maybe Hollywood circles, that makes me an expert, right? 17 years yeah. of marriage and then five years of dating uh, before that. So we've been through thick and thin. And uh, I've now past that point where uh i think she, she we've, we've been dating more than half of her life i think so so somehow we've crossed that that threshold of of having known each other for you know more than half of, of the length of her and maybe my life too at this point so yeah. yeah well so what what were some of the the areas that you had some difficulty navigating in the very beginning that you were able to you know get to a place where you could say that marriage rules because i you know I'm I'm married and a lot of people have this belief system that you know, once you get married, all the, the fun stuff kind of dies and sure. it's, you know, so or you end up in divorce. So how like what were some of the challenges that you were having that you have found solution for so that marriage can rule? Yeah, well, there's you know, there's a couple people often say and, and I have not found this to be true, thankfully, but people say the first year of marriage is the hardest. You know, th that that if you can survive the first year of marriage, then you're going to be fine. Don't know that that's true necessarily. But honestly, I can say that ours was not bad at all. Our first year of marriage was not terrible. And part of it, I think, is a testimony to my wife's sense of humor. She she rarely takes everything, anything 
too seriously. Uh, but we just laugh a lot. And, and if there's one, you know, takeaway, that's probably it, that we, we just have a great time with each other. We laugh a lot. Now, I will say that, uh, you know, it's not lost on me that the two biggest uh, hiccups that people have in marriage are sex and money, right? That's that's just what the experts right. say. So early on, needless to say, the, the money piece was a bit of a struggle. We were trying to figure it out together. We had amassed collectively grad school debt and, you know, an under, undergraduate school debt that we brought right. into the marriage together. So it was tricky-ish figuring some of that out, but we vowed to sit down together and, and sort of figure this out. So since then, we have, gosh, bought and sold uh, five or six houses together, but it really was a collective, you know, let's enter the, into this agreement and figure it out together. It wasn't her and certainly not me going away and going, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out. And then I'm going to tell you what I did. It was really a, let's, let's figure this out, you know, and, and have it be a collective green light on exactly what we're doing here. So probably if there were rocky times early on, it, it definitely revolved around the money piece. And by the way, we bought a house right at the, we bought at the right time and sold at the right time, which probably helps. But, you know, right in that 2005, 6, 2000, up to 2008 period when everything was rocky in the economy in this country was mm-hmm. when we were in the zeitgeist of trying to figure all of that out. So I feel hopefully, knock on right. anything I can find around here, but hopefully, the you know, the worst of it's on the other side of us. But we just happened to be in the right place at the right time and, and did well in real estate together. But it was not without some, some you know, some rocky times. Right. Well, actually, I'm going to interrupt you for a second because you just talked about partnership and you guys went through it together. Is there a way that you could break that down a little bit for us and and what that actually means by doing it together, like the actions on your side and how that is helpful to a partnership moving forward? Because there are a lot of men who take on the financials for themselves, not because a woman isn't earning, but just because they feel that potentially that's their role or their responsibility mm-hmm. in the family. So in 2019, how do we tackle those things together as a couple? Yeah. Well, and what does that look I'll, like? I'll just tell you what we did. And, and again, I don't purport to be an expert here, but I guess the only thing I have is my, you know, my own personal journey slash testimony, right? So, yeah. so what we did and, and, and some financial gurus will probably argue for and against this. But one of the things that we did was immediately when we were married, we combined our our bank accounts. So she had a modicum of of income and savings when we came into the marriage, as did I. But in that moment, you know, as in the week before our wedding, we combined that. So all the collective debt that she had amassed for grad school and vice versa immediately became mine and vice versa. So there was no his, hers, and ours. It was just ours. So when we sat down to figure this out, it became, okay, this is our money rather than my money and your money, or, you know, we can't, and and I got married at 29. So arguably I'd had, you know, all of my twenties to to do whatever it is we do with our twenties. And this day and age, as you well know, starting at age 16, you, you start getting applications for credit cards, right? And it's just insane. So if you don't watch over your teenage kids, they all rack up five-figure debt uh, before they graduate from high school, which is insane. So anyway, we we went through that together and we also worked through all of those avenues together rather than me taking on the responsibility or her or or trying to, you know, take it, figure it out as to what was yours before we entered the marriage. So I would suggest step one is that when you commit to that relationship, and again, I'll, I'll caveat that with the asterisk of saying there are some nuances there that is is 
you know, uh, probably proprietary to each individual situation. But I would suggest that you, if you are going to make this work, we consider what's yours, ours, and what's mine, ours, and start from there. That that worked well for us. Okay. And how, how did this conversation start to make those things happen? Like, did you bring it up? Did she bring it up? How did you guys discuss this? Yeah, we, we discussed it, of course, before we were married. And and that was a, it was certainly a conversation. And, and we talked about exactly that. We talked about the pros and cons of both. I grew up on the East Coast and my parents had developed, had collected, I should say, both commercial and residential real estate. And so we knew there would be a time when, and I'm an only child, so there, there would be a time where that would become mine slash ours. And, you know, and there's all kinds of things to figure out what does that look like exactly. And so I just committed early on that this is 50-50. You know, California <laughs> views everything as a 50-50 state anyway. So we just got a, right. a leg up on it and said, okay, what's mine is yours and vice versa. Let's take all of our, let's, let's call them this out. And by the way, my mother was a, owned a CPA firm. So I, a little bit of my a, analytical oh, so slash finance brain came by osmosis from my mom who was an accountant. So everything was black and white, right? So, you know, starting in sixth grade, I understood a ledger sheet. So we took all the assets and, and all of the liabilities and we put all of that together and, and literally sat there together and worked through a spreadsheet uh, in 2001 and, and charted a path together. That's amazing. Yeah. Doesn't always happen. That's absolutely amazing. And there's some pitfalls, of course. No, it doesn't happen for a lot a lot of people because a lot of people don't take the time to do that. And that can lead to frustration and tension. So when you were saying that you didn't have those struggles in the first year, it sounds like this is the path that you took for a lot of things you guys have to tackle together. And if this is the path that you were taking, it makes a lot of those things easier on the back end. So that's wonderful. What if you're entering into a relationship with someone who has a lot of stuff and then someone mm -hmm. who has nothing and then you make it <laughs> our stuff and then you're kind of like, but well, it's really my stuff because you didn't really bring much to the table. Yeah, no, and that, <laughs> that certainly happens. I mean, definitely, that's a, that's a reality. So again, I think uh, Ryan's personal opinion, I think it's, a, it's an individual thing. And, you know, as, you, as we all evaluate who we're going to spend our life with and who that, that partner is going to be, arguably from now on, uh, those are considerations. And so again, you know, uh, you guys know as well as I do, living in, in the zeitgeist of everything that we deal with in Southern California, there are certainly situations where there's have a lots and have a littles and <laughs> a handful of people in between. And often yeah. those people get together and, and uh, are surrounded by a team of attorneys and financial planners and all of those things. But it, again, I can only for the majority. speak from my, from my personal opinion about that is if I am investing into this relationship, in other words, if I am if choosing someone and vice versa, she's choosing me to to spend the rest of our lives with and create other little humans with eventually, you know, we're going to we're going right. to pour everything we have into it. And that includes my my life, my assets, my uh, everything that I have, which happens to include my I'm using air quotes stuff, which is both monetary assets yeah. and all of the, the junk that I've amassed along the way. 
and let's figure this out together. Now, I will say that, you know, when we when we break down the tangible pieces of it, there were quite a few futons that had to go out the window that I brought, <laughs> that I brought to the, you know, to the house. Oh, you know, you're, uh, you're still a guy. You're definitely going to futon. At the end of the day, I'm a dude. You know, I had <laughs> right. raggedy uh, beanbags from college days that I was like, yeah, <laughs> we're keeping this. Of course we are. Heck yeah. No, that, that goes out the window right quick. Thankfully, she has a much better eye than I do. All of that stuff. But yeah, you know, we had to part <laughs> ways with, uh, you know, some t-shirts from 1986 and things like that. That was, that was hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone has been blessed with them from a Salvation Army or a Goodwill. And most likely... I, I like, like to think so too. <laughs> Somebody in the developing world... Some other 18-year-old yeah, boy. Is wearing that hat. Yeah, is very happy with exactly. those right now. <laughs> so you said the, the other difficulty for a lot of relationships is the sex portion. Mm-hmm. So can we talk a little is bit what? about sure. that. A little bit. What's what? Where? Do, oh, sex oh, sorry, the sex portion. Where? Where? Where are the challenges there, and why do they happen, and how do you fix? Yeah. Them? Well, I, again, not an expert in in any way whatsoever. But let me let me also say that, um, and Marnie, well, both of you, both of you get this. But you know, my, I was a professional actor before I was married, and so there are certain roles that I'm going to have to do. And and Heather, by the way, was went to. Gosh, bless her heart. She went to showcases and movie premieres and screenings and all kinds of things wherein she sat in the front row of a of a play that I was in for upwards of a year, you know, where I kissed another woman on stage 15 feet in front of my <laughs> of my betrothed. So Yeah, that's oh gosh. And I, you know, I never thought about it. I'll tell you a quick true story. I never thought about it. In other words, I thought you knew I was a, this was this was my perhaps male, but certainly my my selfish perspective. But I was like, you knew I was an actor before we got into this relationship. Therefore, you have no right to throw stones. This is not a surprise. You know, when she scoffed at squirming in the front row, and, and probably more of it spawned out of people looking at her to see what her reaction would be. I would have yelled out another bitch. woman. <laughs> I, trust me, I'm I'm sure she she thought that many times. <laughs> but here's how she helped me frame that. She enrolled in an acting class and she started making out with other dudes. Well, she told me that she had to do this scene and that that's what that involved. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, now, by the way, it wasn't true. You felt it. It, Yeah, it was not true. I mean, she did enroll in the acting class, but she, you know, she embellished that part about, you know, having to rehearse this (laughs) scene and making out with another dude. But all of a sudden, it became different. And in that moment, I realized what mm-hmm. it was that she was feeling because I, for some reason it was it was not a two you know two edged sword. I was like, well, wait, it, it's okay for me to do it because what? I'm an actor and I do this for a living. But for you to just take a fly by night acting class and kiss some other guy is different. Well, I quickly learned that was. I want to take this acting <laughs> that class. That the, sounds fun. That was not the case. So that <laughs> helped me sort of you know step into her shoes for a minute and uh, and figure that I, piece out. You know what, out. dudes. Yeah. Dudes should do this if they're dating and they want to kiss other girls or they're, while they're dating their girlfriend. They should just be like, I'm an actor. You didn't I'm, know? See? Yeah. That's just use that. Why I, <laughs> now I'm right. taking it exactly. in class. <laughs> interesting. No, okay, but that's interesting that you got to experience it so that you could see it wasn't that she was putting down what you were doing or not understanding what you were doing. It's, it's that she was having an emotion. That, exactly. That and that, and with, exactly. That wasn't right? it at all. But of course, my defense was immediately, oh, you don't get it. Now, I should also say that I, my most recent relationship prior to her, 
you know, there was some of that wrapped up in it where they were not comfortable with me being an actor. And so I, I had that baggage going into the relationship of, oh, you're going to poo-poo this just like right. the last person did. Therefore, this is not going to work. And you don't understand my art, blah, blah, blah. But she, thankfully, is much smarter mm-hmm. than me. Heather is my wife. And so she she helped me see uh, how mm-hmm. wrong that thinking was as we as we started into this marriage. Which is wonderful. I think the key to really successful marriages is is something that Ryan just did. <laughs> he like certain men that I talk to just say like really wonderful things about their wives without <laughs> actually knowing that they're saying wonderful things. And like, it's sort of, it's sort of putting you down and it's not that that's like a bad, I don't know. I, I feel like the people who have really successful marriages are the the men that I talk to who are still enamored by mm. their wife and think that she's freaking spectacular. And I, I, I don't know. I don't, talk to a lot of men who speak that way or at least not openly in our circle of friends or to their significant other it's sure. it's more putting down actually um to their to their wives and that may be because we're in the phase of of having children and the tension's hot um, which is something i definitely want to talk about with you but i I I love how you just said that about your wife, but I think it's good that you also, to go back to the story, that you got to see that perspective and then you guys could have a conversation about it. And I also like that you were saying, you know, like I'm not an expert and I fuck up sometimes. And then we can get back to a good place to have a conversation about it, which is wonderful. Is there a way that you can speak to what I just, I just brought up about, you know, the fact that you, you did say she's smarter than me or that that you, you, you do seem to be very in love with your wife still is, is that, has that been consistent over the 19 are years or has there been, <laughs> I, may, I may just be a good actor. Right. And yes, is it a lie? You can tell it's not by the way that you just said it. I can, I can tell that it's not actually. Thank you. Thank right, you that for saying true. that. And, yeah. I, and I, uh, I hope I'm not pretending. No, you know, the, I will speak into that. And, and again, this is Ryan's opinion. I'll, I'll have to keep saying that. So I, so people understand that I'm not the penultimate expert, but that's okay. This show is usually just Marnie and Kristen's opinion. So now we've got a third one. It's all good. <laughs> we've got to finally a third one. Well, you know, my advice has been, and I still do, I still do stand up, and I, I, I you know, my stand up spawns out of the crazy things that happen with my kids and the, with my wife and my household. And what I find is that most people can go, oh, I can relate. You know, for better or worse, comedy is just a mirror. All you're doing is pointing out and sometimes exaggerating reality. But what I all, what I always say in some right. moment of clarity, even in the midst of a stand-up situation, is date your spouse. And I think that, and you understand this, Marty, that when we get into that phase of having kids and time is limited and stress is high and things just, you just don't have time to, to compliment each other or spend time with each other like you did pre-kids. Carve out that time in your marriage to date your spouse and remind each other what it is that forced you or caused you to fall in love with that other person. And, and for crying out loud, hire a babysitter, carve out one night a week. Here's another little, uh, it's a bit of a tangent, but since I'm on the, on the soapbox of, give, of giving advice, here's another thing that we have no, done it's a good with tangent. our calendar, our, 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 our marriage slash calendar. We share a calendar. I have my, our Google calendar on my phone, of course, and her Google calendar on her phone. But we also have a family calendar that we share, which among other things has the, yeah, it has the little league events and the you know the elementary oh, school too. stuff and the, the crap that we have to take the kids to. But we also carve out in there, and it literally says this in the calendar: dude night and girl night. So in addition to our uh, date night, which is also on the calendar, 
I also have my dude time every other Thursday. It's blocked out from 5 to 10 p.m. And on the alternating Thursday, it's girl night. Sometimes it's book club. Sometimes it's wine club. Sometimes it's just a movie. More often than not, for me, it's sitting around the fire pit in our backyard with the fellas. And it's just checking in with the dudes or, in her case, with the ladies. And just, you know, having accountability groups or just talking to each other about what's going on. And, you know, find your surround yourself with a great people that you well, can well let me interrupt you for a second sure. this is great overall advice how do you personally do this like what, I, if you can remember up? back when yeah like so so i a lot of the complaints from women that i speak to is that they are doing everything they are creating the date mm. nights they're requesting the date nights they're getting pushback on the date nights so how, how, I mean, it's important for both people sure. to participate in that for sure. How did you do that? How did you take the lead from your end to make those things happen for you guys as a couple? I actually borrowed it. I, I didn't create it, obviously, but I actually borrowed the model from a friend of mine um, who was living in Nashville and had suggested this to me along with the, the dude night, girl night kind of thing. And he's, And it was as simple as, hey, man, this is what's working out for us. This is what I find is have found is successful. Try this. And it didn't really come from a place of, oh, you're having trouble in your marriage. You should do this in order to save it. It came from, hey, this can only enhance what's already going on, which was great. So I suggested it um, to my wife and she thought it was great. You know, and I I chose well. And the suggestion was the the shared calendar. Yes. Yeah. And so, okay. Yeah. The shared calendar was the beginning, but I also you know, we work hard. Now, it doesn't always work out. Obviously, things happen and and schedules get crazy. And inevitably, middle school soccer practice sometimes disrupts that. But the the ability to be flexible, but we try, I try as best I can to protect that time and give her that time. In fact, you know what? It just just remembered the first time. (laughs) This is ridiculous, but feel free to steal it. The first time that I came up with this, or the first time that I presented this to her was actually in a Christmas present. It sounds so ridiculous to even say this. No. I wrapped, I I gifted my wife, this is horrible, but it's honestly true. I gifted my wife Tuesdays. It was a gift. It was, it was, it was a word document on a piece of paper. It was wrapped. I put it in a, a box inside of a box inside of a box. And so, you know, it was one of those giant Amazon boxes that was wrapped under the tree two two Christmases ago. And when she finally, you know, unwrapped all of those boxes, she got down to what was ultimately a piece of paper inside of a manila envelope that said, I am giving you Tuesdays. And what I, w- I, I would have been so insulted. I'd be like, Tuesday? You couldn't give me a, a Friday <laughs> or at least a Thursday. <laughs> it's a crappy Tuesday day. already exists, you idiot. Well, no. Tuesday, uh, that's like, that's a throwaway day. Who wants Tuesday? I want the yeah. good day, juicy, like well, a Friday it, or Saturday. Sure. But here's the thing. She doesn't have to take the kids to school that day. She doesn't have to make the lunches from get get up to sundown. She is off. Oh, my God. Every Tuesday. That's amazing. You know, at risk of plugging. Oh, I'm playing this podcast for my husband. At risk of plugging somebody who's not your sponsor, but they will be after they hear that. uh, You know, she we have a Four Seasons membership. So she gets up that morning, she goes to the spa, she gets her massage, she does what she needs to do, and she is not responsible for anything, including dinner, that entire day until bedtime. So dad takes over Tuesdays uh, every week. And so it's working beautifully. Some women listening would be like, that should be a given, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. And maybe more often than just a Tuesday. But I know that some some people function in different ways. 
is she slammed yeah. with all of that stuff all week where it's like her part no. of the marriage? Like, is that, you know, do you guys kind of split it up where like she's the homemaker? We, we, no, no, we definitely split it up. So I have a, uh, a product in addition to being an, an actor and, and a writer, I have a production company uh, here in LA that she is, she owns 50% of the production company. So she is also a producer, filmmaker, screenwriter. So she, we go to work at the same place uh, every day. Oh, she, that's we, why you give her Tuesday. You're like, schools. get away. I don't want <laughs> <laughs> I can't look at you. I miss yeah. you all at home. Exactly. And at this is your Just gift. down the hallway. She's literally in the conference room as we speak. Uh, but uh, yeah, exactly. So, so, you know, I take the kids to one of the kids to one school. She takes the kids, two of the kids to another school. And then we reconvene back at work. But on Tuesdays, I, you know, I do it all. I have to figure it out. I have to get everybody to all of their places. I have to coordinate. Uh, now this week, in fact, uh, for your listeners, just pulling the curtain back, we're recording this on a Wednesday. This will air. I don't know when this will air, but don't uh, tell we're them. On a no, just okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as, but today I, last night I had to figure out schedule for everybody because my wife uh, is taking what was her Tuesday day. And she's actually taking our two younger kids to Disneyland today. Oh, so wow. she's like, Hey, uh, I'm out. And Wednesday I'm out. It's all you. So for our older daughter, I had to, I had to call in reinforcements. I had to bring grandma in and we had to hand off some soccer backpacks and, and there's two different practices that happen. And so I'm, I coordinated all of that, but I didn't, I didn't leave that to her. Normally she sort of oversees the play date right. world and uh you know that's just kind of her yeah that's my that's my domain on. as well i i, yeah. I and i, I work because she's better at it yeah and, and that's exactly what it is the, you sort the of other moms at school and, yeah. yeah you divvy up roles according to likes yeah. and tastes and you're right who's better at it i told I, I i love that we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna talk about how these things affect your sex life with your partner mm. and then we're also going to answer a few questions from our listeners so keep listening I think you guys would assume that Marnie is very good with money, and I'm not. This has nothing to do with Marnie's religion or mine. It has to do with just the way we handle ourselves. And Marnie has her shit together, and she has her money together. I don't have my shit together, nor do I have my money together. And I think we have the sponsor because the universe is trying to tell me to get it together. Lightstream is this awesome company that saves you money on all your credit card balances. It will consolidate them into one loan from 6.14% APR with auto pay. I need to go on Lightstream right now and do this. I need to get it together. I'm going to go to lightstream.com slash askwomen to get the discount. So if this has been on your to-do list like it's been on mine, let's go do it. Let's cross the things off on our list together. So our listeners, you guys, that's right, that's you, save even more with an additional interest rate discount on top of Lightstream's already low rates. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash askwomen, that's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash askwomen. And just a quick little disclaimer from the sponsor, subject to credit approval, rate includes 0.5% auto pay discount, terms and conditions apply, and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash askwomen for more information. All right, we are back. So Ryan, tell us how creating systems like this or not creating systems like this has an impact on 
a couple's sex life? Because you said that there, you know, are two difficulties mainly for couples. It's money and sex. And and, and most of the people who are listening to this show are single or they've been divorced and they've had challenges in the past. But I, I want to sort of, di- you know, dissect a little bit what goes on sexually in marriages and, and sure. how to solve some of those issues if it's possible. Nothing yeah. goes on. Right. <laughs> like, absolutely <laughs> nothing. And I, I'm going to, I'll be brutally honest with, with you. Unlike I have in any other interview, by the way, you're getting the raw Ryan here. I haven't really raw talked Ryan. about this in depth. Yeah. With any other, actually on any other uh, interview or podcast or news show that I can remember that I've done, but here's the truth. And it's, and it's not, uh, you know, this is not rocket science. And I, and I certainly think I'm. Yeah. Weird Ryan has always had sex in 19 years. That's the truth. So. <laughs> That's not <laughs> that wedding. Night. Uh, but here's the, yeah. here's the deal. We have three kids under 10 and they're, they're uh, seven, nine and 11 years old. So they're oh, wow. spaced out, or I guess under, I used to say under 10, the oldest is 11 now. So they're about 18 months apart. So Irish triplets, right? Boom, boom, boom. One right after oh. the other. <laughs> so, so. Oh my God. <laughs> among other things, the energy level, the, the amount of time that we had in, have in our day was limited. The moment that first one came along, but certainly by the time the third one came along, it was like, oh my gosh, I can, oh God, I can yeah. barely hold my eyes open to find my bed, much less have marriage bedtime <laughs> with my wife right now. So right. that's certainly... Oh, I know. Me and my husband argue about who gets to be on the bottom all the time. Oh my gosh, like I, yeah. <laughs> you're exactly... Oh yeah, you're like, no, you do it this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. Yeah. We, we joke, but it's, it's, it's pretty close to true. But that time we yeah. are agreeing <laughs> is important. A husband and wife will say, yes, 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 that, yeah, we're definitely, let's, let's make an appointment. You know, I'm using air quotes here. A friend of mine uses the word appointment that they put in mm-hmm. the calendar, literally scheduling it, which by the way, I'm not opposed to. Let's schedule it. Let's, let's. No, nope. I know Kristen hates this, but I, and neither am I. Nerd alert, nerd alert. See, Kristen, you've got to get on the bandwagon. It's important. Anyway. I know. We, That's we, why you guys have successful, happy lives. And I'm <laughs> right now currently eating a bag of chips <laughs> on mute. <laughs> <laughs> you are funny. So no, but it <laughs> but it, it it really is, and I'm I'm bad at this, admittedly, but it really it it is an effort because if you don't carve out the time, there are a ton of excuses. I mean, ladies, we're in the zeitgeist of all things Game of Thrones right now. At some point, I'd much rather yeah. just flip on HBO than than you know take a shower <laughs> and make this happen. So we I'm watching it all the way from the beginning right now. I'm on I'm on the same page as you. Me too. Yeah. I'm on episode four of season one. People think I'm crazy. I'm like, I gotta catch up. I, oh season two, episode three. <laughs> see? We're, we're in the same boat. We'll commiserate yeah. off offline about this. <laughs> yeah. But here's the truth. Um we you have to take time for it. And it's not easy, especially with within with kids of any age, but especially with little kids. The, the energy effort to parent, to discipline, to make the meals, to clean the house, to, you know, we have two dogs as well. I mean, just all, all the excuses that we can legitimately oh come up with, we make for not taking time for each other. And I have been certainly guilty of that. And, and Heather would admit this, the exact same thing. One of the things we realized recently was, again, pro tip for listeners, I suppose. But one of the things we realized recently was we don't spend enough time complimenting each other in front of our kids. I've known this woman for 22 mm. years. So I feel like I know all of her good qualities, bad qualities, everything that good and bad. I've seen it all. Right. And same with her. I realized at some point with a random conversation with my fifth grader that we are breeding 
little replicas for better or worse. And I know that hopefully will scare some of us to death, but they're going to act like you, walk like you, talk like you, taste. they, they want to be like you and, until they get to a certain age, of course. But everything that we do at this at this present stage of where my kids are, seven, nine, and 11 years old, they are emulating mom and dad. And what I realized was, I don't, I don't, 22 years into this relationship is I don't tell my wife enough how awesome she is. I don't thank her for making an amazing meal. I don't appreciate her in front of my kids. I don't take the time to walk up behind her and, and squeeze her and tell her that I love her. But what I would want my kids to do is to have that kind of a relationship. But if I don't model that, they won't know to do that. So that is a challenge that right. we have, Heather and I have presented to each other recently is even if it feels forced and even if it honestly sometimes is forced, just say it because what we're doing is teaching our kids to do exactly that. And if we want what's best for our girls and boy, we want to show them how to treat a spouse in the future. Whether well, they... but it's, all, it's also good for your relationship. I, I think I've talked about it before Absolutely. on this podcast. One of my friends had created this deck of cards. It was called the Deck of Destiny. And it was mm. a way, uh, it, like, it's just something fun you could do on a date or in a marriage. And they, all the cards were asking questions and just seeing how the other person's brain works. But it was just like a connection game that you could play. And so I said I would test out this Deck of Destiny um, item for my friend and my husband and I went to our great happy hour place and we started asking each other the questions and some of the questions were like, you know, what are the top three things that your significant other, you know, doesn't realize you admire about them? Like things like that. Yeah. And when he would say the things to me that he thought, I was like, you think that? I thought you hated me. Like, uh, like all, all of these things. And I was like, oh my God, you really think those things about me. And so once we had done that, we, we try to put that into practice more in our relationship, like especially when we get to those points where you're kind of drained and thinking the other person hates you or doesn't want to be around you just to remind the other person that even though we have all these things going on, you're still pretty cool. And I and I, I do. And I want to lead this back to sex in some way, because I, I know from my own experience, from my friends, from talking to, you know, to a lot of people over the past 14, 15 years, that a lot of sex goes away in relationships, yes, because there's lack of time. But then this tension builds up um, yes. for because you forget to see the other person. And when that, especially with women, and, and women are more challenging in this way, um, not for good or bad, whatever it is, um, if, if women become really unseen, by their significant others on a pretty regular basis, they pull back, they hold back, and they don't feel sexual. At Absolutely, all. yeah. And, and then and they my, get really angry, <laughs> and mm -hmm. then yeah. So yeah, and, so and I, I like to hear what you have to say. Ex, yeah, no, we 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 have slash are experiencing that now, and thankfully, yeah. my wife straight up said it, uh, and and. You know, again, it's no secret that men and women work differently. Men are very visual. We, yeah. we it takes nothing more than to, uh, you know, lie down next to <laughs> next to your wife in bed and we're ready to go. Uh, you know, right. my wife has thankfully schooled me uh, more in the art of no, 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 no. This is there is a lot more to it than that. You've got to get into my head before you dot dot dot. <laughs> so. Yeah. We, we are, we're, we're going through that now. And she has helped me understand that more to realize that and to, there's just more to it. You know, that there's the old, age old adage of, uh, you know, men are like a light switch. You, you flip one button and we're ready to go. And, and women are more like, um, 
you know, rewiring the house. <laughs> so right, exactly. I, I, they're even like the Edison's years like tenth attempt at that point. Yeah, right. Exactly. They're not they're, they're so, not ready for it yet. Yeah. Yeah. And guys are just guys are just bad. Guys are just just innately bad at that. So ladies What would be a be what would be a piece of advice that you could offer to men to become better at that? Something that you've you've learned. Because I, I, I do want to find a way to draw it back to kind of that first thing you said about your your wife becoming emotional about seeing you kissing somebody on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And then you kind of ignoring those emotions and going for your own emotions, which which is totally fine and normal to do. But is there some way that you could tie that into how, how you would advise guys to handle this in the future so that they don't get to the point of sure. tension and anger from their wife? Yeah, and I have I have both a, a piece of advice for the ladies and, and for the men. Oh, there's so, no ladies. There's no ladies, so don't, oh, don't worry okay. about them. Screw, <laughs> screw women, just men. <laughs> just own, just the guys. I get it. No, yeah. uh, for, okay, for the men, I would say stop thinking about yourself which is what we are really, really good at it, myself included. I'm, I'm, my hand is raised right now. Stop thinking about yourself just long enough to listen. Because, mm-hmm. and, and here, here's the advice that I'm going to sneak in there for the women as well. Women, please talk. Tell us what it is because we are so stupid, probably, that we are not really good. We're, we're the opposite when it comes to reading between the lines. We need somebody to tell us to go from A to B to C to D. Don't keep it bottled up. Don't take it out on us in some other way because you're, you're, uh, you're hard, you know, sitting on this, this repressed, uh, feeling that you had about something from last week. Tell us exactly what it is. Tell us how we can fix it and then allow us to go fix that thing. And guys, stop being so selfish that you're only thinking about yourself and not listening to the needs of your significant other now i i'm i'm, I'm gonna Very go back well and listen said. to this own podcast myself just but... become a lesbian <laughs> <laughs> in that moment you heard it here first <laughs> yes no that was that was that was this wonderful advice for for both audience it's it's true it's really just open open your mouth okay i want to get to a couple of questions from our listeners because i got one today that i thought was pretty good it's not about marriage not about relationships but the question was from somebody who wrote in that was saying they really like a girl that they've started dating they've gone out you know one time but they've talked a lot beforehand they know they really like her but she happens to be a smoker Mm. and he really wants to kiss her but he thinks it's disgusting to kiss her how does he talk to her about that what does he say does he have to just suck it up and kiss her and then work on the smoking later on what does he do that's a that's a tough one i also have an aversion to smoking i don't you know i've i've been around people who smoke i've smoked yeah. in movies and on, I smoked. on stage i, I get no. it i totally get yeah. it you know it's a tricky one especially when you're you know the setup to this question was i like a girl she likes me obviously it doesn't sound like they're too deep into a relationship at some point if it continues you may have the capacity to go look i care about you so much that i think this is bad for you now granted that sounds like you know a bumper sticker you know, t-shirt slogan. What? News, newsflash. Right. Yeah, but that, that's, late, that's later on. But like, how does he get that first kiss? Like, how does he get her to go use some scope without being? Yeah, a well, yeah, you know, like... I, I, for me, I'd make a, again, maybe it's just reverting to the comedy roots, but I would make some sort of a joke about, 
Yeah, well, this would be so much better if you tasted like Listerine right now. Or, you know, I don't know. I made it up, but, you know, something Let's like... say you taste like cancer. <laughs> that might... Yeah. Mm, no, thanks. Cancer. Mm, delicious. Kristen, actually, well, I want to hear what you would have to say, because I think you'd have a good line. Uh, I would probably say you taste like cancer. That would literally be my line. Yeah. I would say it in a funny way, you know. Um, <laughs> Actually, it would be your line totally. Yeah. But the, okay, so then let's let's go with like the sappier version if uh, of being nice. Like if you don't have that comedic side to you, and that's just you know not who you and your partner are. Um. So I I mean the the kind of nice way would be to look at her and say you know what I I'm I have been dying to kiss you since. The first time, no pun intended, with the word "dying," you. of course. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> See, that, that's how you would do it. I've been dying to kiss you, but, um, but you're dead first. I okay, sorry, I'll stop. Yeah, I'll stop. but like you smell like an ashtray. Mm-hmm. Like I know the no, you don't insult her, but I was just, like I've been dying to kiss you, and I think it would be absolutely wonderful to like feel what that's like to be close to you. I've never smoked before. Would you mind? Going and brush your teeth, brushing your teeth, <laughs> See, or that's, you know, rinsing your mouth. That sounds awful. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's awkward that that's the only way to do it. Or you just suck it up and kiss her, and hopefully you, you don't get cancer. I that's don't know. Why you have to be I, I don't actually anything, know how to finesse that. Yeah, anything being sweet is going to come across phony and insincere because really, what you're trying to say is you smell and your breath is making me sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. So I think you just own it, and you kind of maybe jokingly get like very dramatically like you're going to open a ring for a proposal of marriage you open a box of mints like you know <laughs> That's like, great. like yeah. i would i really think being funny is really the only way to go go about it and and because because it's like if the person because she knows too she knows it right and sure. like it's That's not the, like, right that's what you're saying in, but someone who smokes it's not like they naturally smell like smoke so you're not insulting them saying like you smell it's like not your body smell so it's it's not insulting them personally. So I think being open about it is or blunt yeah. about it is. The and best they probably way to go. get so much backlash with smoking now anyway. It's like right, they're is, the outcasts. This is just like, oh great, another mm-hmm. person, you know, they're like, Okay, I get it, I have to go brush yeah. my teeth. Yeah, okay, also, I, agree I mean, with maybe that. be playful about it and say, like, um like I I don't know, I wanna kiss you and just because I know how much you want that cigarette, like let's like Let's do it before. Uh, kiss quickly. Right. Let's like, let's, sn- bleh, I can't speak. Let's sneak our kiss in now so you can go and have your cig because I really want to kiss you. Mm, oh, you know, that's so, good. I'll, yeah. I like that. You're yeah. kind of, so it's like, you're not telling her not too. to do right. it. Acknowledging their, because, you know, I mean, the, the, the flip side of that was, hey, you knew who I was when we started dating. So newsflash. I'm a right, it's like the equivalent of an actor. There with you the go. Kissing. See, we did bring it back. It's like, you right, know, it I is smoke. the same thing. But but as you just said, it's like it's that that's an internal reason that you got so reactive to that without realizing right. what it was for the other person on the other end. The problem is, so if he does, understand that it. Sorry, the problem is, is oh, if he does kiss her with that smoker's breath, he might get turned off and he might associate that with her and no longer really be that attracted to her anymore. So it's like mm. you don't want to go Potentially. In too quickly and then go, oh, no, now I don't like her. I mean, maybe. No, too too far of a. Reach. I think I think women have a would be more prone to be doing that, or that's like a bigger deal breaker f- yeah, for them. Um, but I, I I think if he's really into her and he he's aware that it is an issue, and I'm sure he's sat beside her and smelled her already. I'm sure she smells like an ashtray. So I'm sure that you know that's already out there and not deterring him. So I I, I think it's fine. But I, I I like what you were saying. I think there's a comedic way to do it for sure, but there's also the sincere way that Kristen 
had just suggested, which is good. Okay, one more question, and then we're going to let Ryan leave us, even though he's been so wonderful. So this is a guy who was saying, I'm 43, I'm, I'm 43 years when I go out. I come across women who are 23 to say max 30 years, who are single and don't have kids. This is quite an age difference. How should one handle this? And would... You're, this is what I'm about you. And would your host most kindly base her advice as well? This was about Kristen saying like what her opinion is on her personal authentic experience and how he should handle it. Basically, talking about dating older men, what's the max? How do you how how do older men get into a situation where they are dating somebody who's younger? And uh, he wanted Kristen to speak about her experience if she's comfortable enough to do so. Okay, so he's saying he's going to places where there's younger people, right? Yeah, his question was, if a much older man was interested in a much younger woman, he was interested in her sexually, how should he pursue her? Um, you know, it's interesting because the relationship that I was in where my boyfriend was 13 years, my senior, that was so organic that it was like, I didn't go into the scenario with him thinking that I would be dating him. We just were friends and then it developed from there. So my suggestion would be, it's going to be maybe more difficult at a bar or at a club or something like that because you're the older dude in the room and it's kind of weird. So I, not weird necessarily, but for younger girls, possibly. So I would suggest if possible, maybe sliding in through the friendship door first or kind of working that angle where it's like you're not showing interest right away and developing uh, an emotional relationship and then seeing if it can go from there. I feel like that's a really like not helpful way, though, because it will take forever. And the chances of that happening are, you know, maybe very low. So I don't know. Well, if my answer's The, the very truth good. is, is that for both you and the person that you were dating, it wasn't like you dove into a friendship or you went the sexual path. It's that you, you both really didn't have an intention, which is the important right. piece here that I think. That needs to be expressed. So it's not like you go the friend route and then slide your way into that zone if you know that you want to be in the other zone. Um, it, 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 what you both did was that you authentically acted like yourselves at your own ages without trying to dumb yourself down right. to the other, or he didn't right. try to be a 31-year-old and, and you didn't try to be a 45-year-old. You, you, you both were just you and that's that's why it happened and i think the fact that you didn't really know how he felt about you is what did interest you so it's not like he presented a friendship it's that you didn't know that's what i think from from an outsider's point of view so um but i would like to hear what ryan has to say like is there a limit on how young you can date uh and is there a different way to 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 tackle that i know that you're you know out of the dating world but yeah well i'd love to hear your point first of of all that was that was excellent advice both Kristen and Marty, that was super. I was, I was taking notes. If I ever, no, I'm just kidding. I, I feel like I'm not going to date anymore. And I've, <laughs> I've been out dating for like 20 years, but um, here, here's, here's my suggestion. And again, this is uh, my opinion. As far as suggestion, I feel like um, there is, I, I don't want this to come across the wrong way. So I'll just say, I don't want this to come across the wrong way. And then I'll say it that way. Some some modicum of, of yeah that's that's just an easy cop out right I think it's difficult to go super deep in a relationship when there is a marked age difference in life experience I, I think there is some pros that can spawn out of that but I also think that once you get past the 
physical attraction, uh, the, the, the sexual chemistry, whatever that is, at some point, you're going to have to talk to each other. If this relationship lasts more than a year, you're going to have to talk about things. And inevitably, things will involve the past. And the past will involve what you did when you were growing up and the TV shows yeah. that you watched. And did you watch 90210, the original? Did you watch the That's the, the most important thing. There's two different, there's two different <laughs> things. No. Um, well, I, I used to, Ryan, I used to actually think the exact same thing and wouldn't have wavered from that unless I experienced what I experienced, which was actually connecting with someone that mm. was older than me because sure. I would always look at it like, oh, this dude just likes younger girls and those girls don't have the same life experience. They don't have anything in common. They didn't grow up with the same TV shows. They're going to have nothing to talk about. But right. when I was dating my <laughs> ex-boyfriend who was um, a lot older than me, we connected as human beings. Mm. And, and I before would have been like, nah, bullshit. I call bullshit on that. But we genuinely did. It's almost like we're, we would say like we're two peas in a pod. Yep. We respond to, you know, people the same way. We have the same point of view on the world. And they, right. they're like soulmates, like in terms of their souls, like they're, they're past the physical attraction. Yeah. It's so like I their do, souls have connected. Uh, right. More so I do so think that's than, possible yeah. for someone older to connect with someone younger. I think it's rare, mm. but definitely possible. I love that. I think that's a great success story. And I love that. And I certainly am not... And don't mean to poo-poo that that's a possibility. You know, I think it would be hard for me to date somebody who, who, you know, grew up uh, only having the internet. You know, for, you know, the other day I got a call from from a right. from a guy. We're working on a, a television series right now from a, an actor slash producer who had a very successful uh, primetime television series that was on when I was a kid. I used to literally pretend to ride my puffy bicycle around the neighborhood and be this person on this television show. And now I'm, uh, I'm working with him on, on a new series. And I, when he called the other day, I couldn't take the phone call at the time. And I, I turned it off and I, I was at the beach and I, I said to my wife, if, if 10 year old me knew that I was turning down the phone call from this person, 10 year old me would slap myself. But, and she knew exactly who the person was. She had watched the same series when she was little and she understood that, you know, that, that kind of conversation. But, if I were talking to a a thirty year old who had no clue about that show or about that, the, the the you know it would just, the conversation arguably would have stopped at that point and it would have been over. So it's, you know I feel like at some point for me it would be hard to talk about a Xerox machine or uh, the other day my it's hard to do without visuals but my friend said to his eight walked up to his son who was in a car and he was on the my friend was on the outside of the car and he made the gesture to roll down the window. Girls know how to, you know, you roll down the window like this. You crank, right. You crank the now it lo almost looks like he's just like exactly. jerking himself so off he did the motion. They have no sure. contact. So he did that from the yeah. outside of the car. And his son said, why didn't you just do this? You know, and he pointed, pointed his finger down and said, this is how you roll down a window. And he's like, oh, I just, I don't have time to explain to you what a crank window is. And, it's, and so it was a funny exchange, but it's similar in the dating world. We're like, there's so many things that I could share with you, but you're just not going to get it because you only had the internet. <laughs> you know, from age zero and it's hard. But I love the idea, Kristen, that there that people can be deeper right. than that. So there's hope. Yeah. But definitely that's rare. I'm I'm a cynic. Oh, yeah, so normally, absolutely. Yeah. So it is rare. I don't know if that's so rare. I think that there's a lot of limit I think that a lot of people write mm -hmm. in this question to me. So they already put those limitations on themselves. So they do not even attempt to do it. So they have absolutely no idea. So my advice on this is if you're attracted it. to it and they're legal, 
then go for it. And if that person is not attracted, they will tell you. If you are 45 and you have an amazing connection with somebody who is 22, whether or not she likes the same television shows as you or knows of the television shows, there could be something wonderful. My point is don't put limitations on who you can have a connection with because even from (laughs) my son's preschool class. That is not there a are moms in my class like, that are one of his friends. I know, but <laughs> there's this one there's this one boy who is so cute. No. <laughs> That's awful. No, there's there's moms there that are 15 years older than me and there's moms there that are 9 years younger than me and I and I get surprised on who I'm connected to. One of my friends in the class is somebody who is turning 50, right? We're totally different generations, but we happen to like each other the best out of everybody, you know? And so, and I wouldn't think that I would click with her. And no, she's not 25 years older, but I don't know. Maybe there could have been somebody in that age range. My point is, is that until you're exposed to those people, which means putting yourself into those situations and not limiting yourself, you're not going to know if you connect with those people. Connection, magical connection, very similar to what Christian had with with her last significant other, is extremely rare. And to put any sort of, you know, limitation on who you can do that with, I think is just, just silly. So for me, um, my guidance is, you know, go for who you want to go for. Let them tell you if they're not into it and don't try to adjust your age to their age in order to attract them. The thing that's going to attract them is the fact that you are older and wiser and more you. Yes. Um, rather really than Im- dumbing yourself down yeah, for that's them. That's really yeah, important it's, it's, to it's, say. That's what I found so attractive about him was the wise yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, be older and wise and own it as opposed to like, you know, the 70-year-old or 50-year-old who's piercing his ear and, you know, yeah. rolling down windows <laughs> manually. That's board. just silly. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Ryan. And thank you to our, our, our listeners who sent in those questions. I really appreciate it. But thank you, Ryan, for being on our show. Can you please tell people how to find out more about you? Absolutely. And where to get a copy thank of you. Marriage, Marriage Rules and Parenting Rules. Both books are available uh, on Amazon or at barnesandnoble.com or at some fine retailer near you. Uh, and then uh, I'm at Ryan O'Quinn official oh, nice. on Instagram and Ryan O'Quinn.com and Ryan O'Quinn on Twitter and everywhere else. So, okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been fun. Yeah, this has been really fun. I'm glad that you came on. Uh, Ryan and I met, we Me were, too. we were doing um, shows at, at the focus network, which we've had a few people on from that network recently. It's been, it's been wonderful mm-hmm. people coming onto the show and you uh, are included in one of those wonderful people. So thank you again for being on and thank you, Kristen, for putting me. us Don't on mute me. and chomping yeah. away on your own <laughs> while listening into this podcast. No, no. But thanks for being on the show. Um, I just want to connect with the listeners. That's how they listen. I know. So I wanted to get into their experience. But Kristen also is providing some dating advice now. So do you want to tell people how to go find out more about that? Of course I do. You guys can hire me to up your profile game, which I do immensely well and help you learn how to banter with women, which I also do immensely well. And you can do that at kristencarney.com slash dating help. And uh, you can also listen to my other podcast, Kristen and Chill, which is a comedy podcast. It used to be about mental health, but now we've kind of transitioned into just being funny because I'm too shallow to really talk about (laughs) mental health that often. So that's, yeah, that's Kristen and Chill. And uh, you can find me on Instagram because I never talk about this. Five years we've been doing this podcast and I never promote my stuff. You should. Um, And follow me on Instagram at Chris Karn. 
That's K-R-I-S-C-A-R-N. Awesome. And you guys know to go to winggirlmethod.com if you want to find out more information about how to understand women and what to do to get, attract, keep them, whatever you want with them without being a douche. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Go to winggirlmethod.com. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. I've also started posting episodes on YouTube. So if people like to listen. Yeah, the full thing without the advertisements. Um, If you like to listen to it there, you can also go to my YouTube channel. Uh, So go to YouTube slash Marnie Kinris and go I guess view and listen. It's not it's not a video of us. It's just like the video version of our audio, but it's on there for other people to listen to. Uh, But you guys are awesome and we will see you next week. 